Learn how to alter your DNA. Expand your consciousness. Heal your body. Attain oneness. Sound, light, heat, vibration, and emotion. Changing us. Learn from the masters and grow wise. Hello and welcome to Health in Action Live radio podcast. This is Annette Blanchard, your host, holistic health practitioner, bringing you 60 minutes of healthy talk radio and planting seeds of hope and exploring possibilities for healing. And as you know, I am committed and my intention is to bring you something of value, whether it's information, resources, education, practical tips, or maybe just a new and different perspective. And also possibilities for healing, because sometimes we have to think outside of the box. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we had a special um, guest, Dr. Rita Ellathorpe from Tustin Longevity Center, one of our awesome guests and also one of the sponsors for the program. We touched on a little bit about Parkinson's. However, I wanted to delve a little bit deeper, so I reached out to a special guest, Dr. Ross Stewart from the Parkinson's Clinic International with over 30 years of experience so that we could actually take a deeper dive into Parkinson's because as you know, or could even imagine living with Parkinson's disease or disease-like symptoms can be challenging, not only for the person experiencing the disease, but oftentimes for those that care about them and also love them. And so what's important is to understand the underlying cause of Parkinson's, if we could even take a look at that, because as we all know, we have to look at the root of what's going on. It doesn't matter if it's diabetes, whether there's arthritis, whether it's cancer, uh, whether it's allergy issues, we all have to look um, beneath the surface of what's going on and, and get to the root. And I'm a huge advocate, as you know, of getting to the root of what's causing the problem. And when you really get to the root, now you can take a plan of action. <clears throat> so we're also going to take a look at other illnesses that sometimes mimic you know, Parkinson's disease. And there's several different types of diseases that, you know, uh, you don't really know, is it Parkinson? Is it something else? And so a lot of times people can be misdiagnosed. So we're going to unveil some of the different types of symptoms with the common denominators, uh, perhaps, and even maybe why there's so much confusion. So our guest is from the Parkinson's Clinic International, which is an organization that's based out of Houston, Texas, that actually specializes in a unique, safe, and effective approach to dealing with Parkinson's disease and Parkinson's disease-like symptoms, including young-onset Parkinson's, uh, which um, a good friend of mine, her husband, was diagnosed in his early 20s with uh, early-onset Parkinson's. But we're also going to take a look at, is there a connection between restless leg syndrome as well? Because what they've done is they've integrated a cutting-edge approach to nutritional therapy based on the work and protocol developed by Dr. Martin Hines, MD, and his medical 
2015. So to tell you a little bit about Dr. Uh, Ross Stewart, he de has dedicated his life and he's built his career on helping people overcome some of the symptoms that are associated with Parkinson's disease. And here's here with us on the program to share some of those golden nuggets that he's acquired over the past several decades. He's licensed in the state of Texas and he's been in private practice for over 30 years. He's also earned his doctorate in psychology from Indiana State University and as you know, healing is also a head game, so there's a huge advantage when you can look at the psychological aspect on how disease influences us and our behaviors and contributes to our stress <clears throat> as well. In addition to that, he's also accredited as applied uh, clinical nutritionist, and he's an active member of the Academy of Comprehensive Integrative Medicine and Functional Medicine, which is an organizational an organization that really takes and educates medical MDs about a functional approach and integrative medicine instead of only drugs. So he's also developed a dynamic uh, bio data system, and you might touch on that with us a little bit, which is a tool that he's used to diagnose and pinpoint personality challenges that lead to physical and mental disorders. So, Doctor, I would like to welcome you to the program to share with us a little bit about your experience. Annette, it's my pleasure to be with you today. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking about. some time out of your schedule. I know that you've been in practice for over 30 years, and you've been on this quest for helping others in their healing journey. And I'd like to talk to you a little bit about, you know, how you got started on this path that you have been down and how it's evolved to the work that you're doing today. Well, here's the story about how I got involved with this particular program. 20 years ago, after I'd been in practice for a long time as a counselor and psychologist, I developed insomnia. I started getting panic attacks, and I fell into a depression, and my right hand started tremoring. And on the Internet, uh, my colleague, Anya, found this amino acid program. Six weeks later, my insomnia was gone, my tremor was gone, my panic attacks were gone, and I said, this works better than all the calcium in the world I've done for the many decades I did it. And so I became really enthused about it and said, okay, what, what can this program do? Well, what it's all about is building neurotransmitters. Neurotransmitters are the messengers that go through your nervous system to tell every part of your body what to do and give, gives you feedback as to what's happening. And if you don't have enough of those, you don't function correctly. So my whole program is to give you the nutritional building blocks to build sufficient numbers of neurotransmitters that any number of issues go away. They're managed. And over the years of treating things like depression and ADHD and fibromyalgia and a number of other things, I said, where is really a place where I can make a big impact in the world? And I said, it's Parkinson-like symptoms. It's restless leg-like symptoms. And we have been enormously successful in nutritionally supporting people to manage their symptoms. 
We so did you really pure. start out more in psychology and then just as a result of, you know, having tremors, um, is that what drove you to start to research clinical nutrition and and then become accredited in that arena? Well, I've been interested for a long time. But when I got rid of symptoms that were pretty much impossible to get rid of through counseling because they weren't, they weren't psychologically based. Right. They were the lack of neurotransmitters, so this was purely a chemical issue. Then I then I caught fire, and I said, this is so exciting, and the amount of good that I can do for people is amplified. Counseling is one thing, but clinical nutrition and this amino acid program is a whole other level of being able to help people. So I, I caught fire. I really got enthused about it, and for 19 years and two weeks, I will have been at this for 19 years. Well, that's a long time. So during that time, I'm sure you've gained a lot of experience in the work that you've done. When I was taking a look at some of your information, you talk about, okay, there's Parkinson's disease. There's Parkinson's disease-like symptoms. And then there's young onset Parkinson's, restless legs, tremors. Now, is there a common denominator here? Are the yes. symptoms, uh, you know, uh, put into different categories? How do you know if, in fact, you do have Parkinson's or if it's something else? Well, let me make a couple of distinctions here. I am not a medical doctor, do not want to be a medical doctor, so I'm not claiming to treat Parkinson's disease. Okay. I instead help nutritionally support people that have Parkinson-like symptoms. A neurologist can diagnose them, but because I'm not a neurologist, I don't diagnose them. Everyone who comes to me has has a medical diagnosis of Parkinson's or restless leg, which are actually, they're in the same continuum. It's It seems to be damaged to a particular part of the brain called the substantia nigra. Okay. And so I treat, I don't treat anything. I nutritionally support. Oh, and by the way, there's no side effects to this program since we're not dealing with prescription medications. Okay, if you, okay, uh, we understand that you do not treat and you're you're not an MD and you don't diagnose. However, when people are still dealing with Parkinson's and you see them come in, you know, there's usually certain symptoms. What are some (laughs) of the symptoms that people would experience? Here's the first symptom that most people list as the, and when they finally find out what they've got, they say, well, you know, when I read the list of symptoms, I had constipation. Oh, that's the very first symptom. Then we start seeing tremors. Then we start seeing a flat, flat, flat affect face. That means they lose their facial expression. Their voice gets weak. Their handwriting gets small. They have trouble swallowing. These are some of the typical things. Okay, Um, I am recognizing some of those as a friend who was recently diagnosed, and some of those are the very same symptoms that she was explaining to me that she was experiencing. Yes. Okay, is there, um, as far as you know, is uh, Parkinson's a disease in the research that you've done that there's a cure for, Is it, or is it a continually... um, disease that you continue to get worse or can you manage it 
Well, there's three questions there. The first is, does it continue to get worse? Yes, it is a neurodegenerative disease. The longer you've got it, the worse it is. The brain damage seems to get worse and worse and worse over time. The causes seem to be early head trauma, which over 80% of the people who have, the, have Parkinson-like symptoms talk about they can remember being really hit hard on the head and as a child. The second is environmental pollution. Matter of fact, a major study did, a, did an overlay of the incidence of Parkinson-like symptoms and pollution worldwide. The, lap, the maps overlapped each other. Well, I want, it is interesting. You know, it would make sense, though, to me, too, because, you know, there's a lot more, you know, heavy metals that we have exposure to as well and, and lead and oh. just the things like even, you know, in Orange County, we have these airplanes that are flying over and there's this thin powder of black soot Ooh. like everywhere. So, you know, and oh. it would make sense, you know, because even, you know, when you think about heavy metals and how they affect the body and neurologically as well and affect the neurotransmitters, I'm not surprised. And those are one of the things that, you know, one of the other doctors that is an MD that I spoke to talked about the importance of some um, IV therapies as well as, you know, uh, nutritional. Now, one of the oh, things yeah. that, again, you talked about, um, uh, in one of your articles was, you know, the difference, like what is the difference between, you know, Parkinson's disease and just the symptoms that are like the disease? Well, I'm really not making a distinction. Okay. What I'm saying is I really, because I'm not an MD, I don't treat anybody. What I do is I nutritionally support them. So by calling it Parkinson-like symptoms and then successfully managing the symptoms so a person gets their, their life back, I'm in safe territory. Okay. Well, when you look at uh, dealing with someone nutritionally, let's talk about yes. your um, protocol and Dr. Marty Hines, MD, and the work that he did because you talked about how your protocol is integrated and is based yeah. on the work of um, his medical team and the work that he's done. Can you explain to me a little bit about that particular approach? Absolutely, I can. One of the things that we're, we're relatively certain of is that the damage to the brain is something called postsynaptic. So that means there is sufficient dopamine, which is the major neurotransmitter that controls muscle movement. There is sufficient dopamine in the system but the receiving part of neurons has been damaged. So we have to increase the amount of dopamine to take to overcome the damage. And we do that in a very aggressive program that actually takes about three months to accomplish because every person has to get the exact right amount of these things. But when we give people the targeted programs, which, by the way, are all come from beans and seeds, that's why we have no negative uh, reaction to these things. Uh, we're able to give the person the exact amount of these things to build the exact amount of dopamine to push past the damaged area and bring the bring control to the the myriad of symptoms of Parkinson people. Mm -hmm. 
you talked oh. a little bit about you know the depression that's associated um, with uh, dealing with the condition as well, you know, and as uh, and also as one of the possible <clears throat> like symptoms, you know. So when you look at the amino acids and amino acid therapy, and just the link to the dopamine, isn't dopamine uh, really involved in depression and the imbalance or the, you know? Absolutely, you you are correct. The serotonin and dopamine are the two major neurotransmitters. There are about 193 of those different ones in the central nervous system, but serotonin and dopamine are the master controls. So we have to get those right for everything else to regulate. Mm-hmm. So Do we you give d- people okay. the, sorry. We give people a serotonin supplement okay. that has 5-HTP in it, 5-hydroxytryptophan, also coming from beans and seeds. We do this in a balanced way so that the correct amount of serotonin in balance with the correct amount of dopamine. So people sleep better because serotonin creates melatonin, which puts you to sleep and keeps you asleep. It also increases your mood. It also increases your attention span and makes you appear much smarter. Oh, I think I need some of that. (laughs) (laughs) You you didn't say you deal with ADD, didn't you? (laughs) Actually, I I was an ADD specialist for almost 10 years. Oh my goodness! Sign me up. <laughs> and uh, and it's really astonishing. It's astonishing when you see the prefrontal cortex. That's the forehead, the part uh-huh. of your brain is in your forehead. To see that thing light up because it's serotonin driven, and your ability to focus is enormously better. Your mood is better. Your sleep is better. Your attention is better. And somebody who, a kid who seemed to be dumb, all of a sudden appears to be really quite smart. Well, we might have to do a whole other interview on that particular topic. So let's go back to the uh, amino acid protocol. Um, Is this a new form of therapy? How long has it been around? It's actually been around for about 23 years. Of course, it's gone through enormous uh, development. Uh, The credit for this really does go to Dr. Marty Hintz, who started with a blank piece of paper and develop this. I've been with it 19 years, and so I've really been part of the evolution of it. Mm -hmm. I've worked closely with him for all of that time and uh, watched it develop into something that's really quite magnificent. You know, the people we we select to deal with, we have, ready for this, we've got a 92% success rate. That's a very high success rate. Oh, you know, you know the definition of a numerical drug. 30% of the people are helped by it. Of course, we're careful about who we select. This, our program is not for everybody. Well, that's like so, a lot of different um, treatment protocols. You know, I always tell people everybody is different, you know, and well, sometimes what right. works for one person doesn't necessarily mean it'll work for another. Yet one person may experience a complete miracle story, you know, so sometimes people right. have to go through the checklist. Well, there's some things that we, we have to have. For one thing, you know, one of the symptoms down, downstream with, with Parkinson-like symptoms is dementia. Now, if a person has dementia, they can't follow the program. So we can't take them. Uh-huh. If they're too old and they've got too many other problems health-wise, we can't take them because we're, 
exclusively dealing with the Parkinson-like symptoms. I, see. I had a very sad story. A woman called me up said, couldn't you help my father? And I said, well, how old is he? She, she said, well, he's 87. Oh, my. And I said, well, and, and I said, well, what's, well, how bad off is he? And she said, well, he sits and drools on himself. We tie him in a wheelchair and set him in the sun. Oh, my. I'm going, uh, I'm, going I'm really sorry to tell you this, but I, I, there's nothing I can do. Right. So and you, so with that me, in mind, you talked is, also about the importance of, you know, uh, starting a therapy as uh, early as possible after a diagnosis. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Is this a program Here's one that, of the things that our um, research findings are? We are able to stop the progression of Parkinson's. We're able to stop it because part of our program builds glutathione. Glutathione is a very powerful antioxidant, and uh, it stops some of the poisoning in the brain. And so we we now have a huge database with 50,000 people in it, and we know that we stop the progression. Fat-soluble toxins and heavy metals no longer poison the brain the way they've been poisoned. Mm -hmm. This is really exciting when you can stop the progression and then start managing symptoms. You know, well, there's this one-to-one correlation with the level of glutathione and good health. So our clinical data so far is that we're able to dramatically reduce the incidence of Alzheimer's, cognitive decline, dementia, and even cancer because of the glutathione production. This is really an exciting program to be part of. And I'd like to encourage a lot of other healthcare practitioners to get involved with it. Well, you know, a lot of times, you know, other health practitioners are not aware of what's going on. And so that's why, you know, there's a program like this that also not only is it great just for listeners that possibly are dealing with a specific health issue, want to avoid a specific health issue, or maybe they have somebody that they love that's, uh, you know, dealing with a particular health issue. But even as, you know, a health practitioner myself, it really helps me to become educated as well so that when I deal with a patient that's experiencing certain symptoms, it can send off a little message to my mind thinking, ah, this could be the first stages of this and perhaps I should recommend them to their physician, right? So you can point them uh, uh, in the... uh, in the right direction at an earlier stage. You know, it's like I shared with you earlier about, you know, I was working with a patient and, and, you know, when you work on someone's body for 40 years, you get to know Mm -hmm. the body and and what should be there and what isn't. And and twice during my career, I've come across, you know, tumors and we're just able to, Oh, when was the last time you had a checkout and then point them in the right direction for them to get the care that they need. So, you know, I think like you mentioned, uh, you know, a program that, you know, also lets other healthcare practitioners learn a little bit more so that if they do recognize, you know, it, the sooner they can, you know, uh, be of help to their patient. When you look at the difference between traditional medical treatment, okay, that, MDs um, typically recommend. We see mostly a lot of medications to manage. Now, is there a difference between the medical treatment and your amino acid therapy? Can they be used in tandem? They cannot be used at the same time. 
Here's the distinction. Cinnamon is the major medication that MDs prescribe for Parkinson-like symptoms. And it has this drawback to it. It has an ingredient in it that degrades vitamin B6 permanently. Vitamin B6 is essential for over 300 enzyme actions in your body, including the production of serotonin and dopamine. So we see that people that are on that, the mega study was done, and people who are on sentiment die six to eight years prematurely for people compared to people who are not on it. So this is a serious side effect, and it marginally manages symptoms, as opposed to the amino acid program, which, the, which includes vitamin B6, uh, we're able to manage sometimes as much as 95% of the symptoms, somewhere between 75 and 95%. But for a person who's shaking uncontrollably and has no facial and facial expression and, and has trouble swallowing, to get those functions back, they got their life restored. And that's what we're really about, helping people manage the symptoms till their life is restored. One seven, we had one man who was 73 years old who's now, again, racing antique sports cars. Well, that kind of well, sounds like thrilled. a little bit of a miracle story. And you know, but said, don't you find, though, that there are people that sometimes have a, a great deal of fear when they think, oh, yes. well, my doctor has me on these medications, so because now they're at a crossroads and we can look at, okay, here's one path and here's another path. You know, what's the right path? Well, what I'm experiencing is by the time people come to us, they're pretty well fed up with mainstream medicine. They're, they've got terrible symptoms, and they're getting worse year by year. And then they take a look at my testimonials that I have, have on our website, and they relate to them very strongly. And they say, if I could get those kind of results, I'm in. Well, I mean, when, when a wife comes on and says, I got my husband back, another man comes in and said, I saved my house because it was going to foreclosure because I couldn't work, and now I can work. These, these are very believable people. Well, Dr. Stewart, you know, with that thought in mind, I think now would probably be a good opportunity to let our listeners know how they could get in touch with the Parkinson's Clinic International and if they were interested in possibly having a consultation to see, is this the right type of a program for me? Would you care to give out your information? Yes. It's parkinsonsinternational.com. And they can go to the website and they can take a good look at all the testimonials. They can take a look at 22 uh, peer-reviewed medical journal articles about the program. They can look at what's actually involved, what the costs are, and what they can reasonably expect. So it's mm-hmm. parkinsonsinternational.com. Is it Parkinson's they, Clinic International or Parkinson's we took International? The word, we took the word clinic off. We were used okay. to be, but now it's Parkinson's International. Okay, perfect. Um, Thank you for clarifying that. Okay. And we're in Dallas, Texas, and we can they can they can they can call us. Uh, and once they go to the website, our our contact information is everywhere. Okay, and one of the things we talked about is as well as you know 
one of the things that you told me is that you actually have patients all over the country. And so a patient doesn't, you don't have to travel all the way to Dallas, Texas to, to nope. see Dr. Stewart. He could actually, you know, uh, you could tap in online and um, have a face-to-face. That's, that's the only way you can talk to us. Mm-hmm. We do FaceTime, GoToMeeting, and Skype. So I start my morning in London and finish in Sydney and work all the way across the time zones uh, via picture on my computer screen. Mm-hmm. Many, many Parkinson people do not want to leave home. The stress of driving three hours to see somebody is too much for them. And so we, that, that's not, not even possible. We, I won't see people personally. Okay, let's talk about, you know, if somebody says they're currently on their medication and yeah. um, and they're considering taking your program, you know, yeah. what do they do? Do they just consult with you and you recommend that, you know, that, you know not to do their program or this is what it entails? Can oh, you I, work I'm with their MD? I coordinate everything through their MD. Okay. For one thing, I don't have a medical license, and I'm not going to give medical advice. I'm not right. going to tell them to go on or off of a medication. That's right. in the realm of, of a medical doctor. Correct. So I'm going to – they have to inform their medical doctor of what we're proposing. The medical doctor has to give me a letter saying, yes, I'm willing to try this. I, I support my patient using your program, and I will coordinate with you. And so we have those on everybody that we work with. And what is the receptivity from those physicians? Almost all are enthusiastic. It's really really delightful. Mm Because what they're seeing is that cinnamon and other prescription medications are not really helping their patients. And they take a look at the, the program and say, well, you are helping them build L-DOPA. This has been L-DOPA for the treatment, for the remediation of Parkinson-like symptoms has been around since the 1960s. What we have is a specialized formula that takes care of the terrible side effects of cinnamon and, and, and other kinds of medications that are in the same realm. So we're finding great receptivity. Mm-hmm. What fact, um, type had- of supplements are used? Is it do you, Are you only using like certain amino acid therapy or is there Absolutely a, um, you know, a, a, like a system or like a certain oh, number yes. of a, nutrients that you use? Do you, a, are you also taking a look at their overall diet and kind of going, okay, you know, we need to do a, like a radical change here on your whole eating plan? Because as you know, right, food is medicine. And so oh, are you yes, dealing yes, with... Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so now do you so, yes, have we, you we, found we, that there's any foods that exacerbate symptoms? Oh, of course. <laughs> that doesn't surprise you at all, Annette. So here's, well, the, here's the answer to your overall question. You said, well, are we going to look at a number of other things? Yes. What we know is, because we used to do stool samples, that everyone with Parkinson-like symptoms has inflammatory floral bacteria in their small intestines. It's unusual, a level that's unusually high. So we know there's some connection to digestion. We also know that practically all of them are potassium deficient. Well, so is most everybody else. But these, these lead to other kinds of issues. 
if you don't have enough potassium. What kind of issues we happen also, with a, a, a lack of potassium? Well, muscle weakness is one of them. And, of course, that goes right along with exacerbating a Parkinson-like symptoms. The muscles don't work right. Well, and the other thing I've noticed as well is, you know, I think when someone's going through the tremors and whatnot, their whole muscular system is like constantly firing, you know, and I can imagine it's extremely fatiguing. So you you can imagine correctly. It's exhausting. Yes. And if they're they're firing at night, they can't sleep. Now they're now they're extremely exhausted and uh, everything is just worse. So So when you look at um, digestion, because you know what? It's interesting how connected the gut and the function of a healthy gut is important for like many things, like including cancer. So many cancer patients have gut issues as well. So it's interesting to me as well that Parkinson's patients would also experience this imbalance. So with that occurring, what is the approach that you would take as a clinical nutritionist on you know, helping to alleviate those uh, things and how they work together. Well, we're certainly going to go to a keto-like diet. We're ah. really looking at things things we're going to eliminate. And it's a transition. That's why my program takes about three months of weekly meetings to get to really help, help a person restore their health. We know that statistically they've got low hydrochloric acid in their stomach. I know you know that. And so we're going to use apple cider vinegar. We're going to use a product called Zypan that has that is a boost. But anything with hydrochloric acid and betaine in, uh, we're going to suggest it. I like apple cider vinegar because it's so cheap and it works so well. Mm-hmm. well you know, I'm going to recommend. <clears throat> okay, what else? I'm going to recommend that they have they eat a lot of foods that have potassium in them. And it's going to be like spinach. It's going to be steamed greens. I'm going to recommend garlic. I'm going to recommend that they stop eating white rice, white bread, sugar, alcohol. And those things are hard to give up. And I but really, once you I really, do, and once you wean yourself off, it's really quite fascinating how you no longer crave them. Oh, yeah. They're addictive. And once you wean yourself off, the addiction, the addiction is, and of, course, of course, the addiction really has to do with the dysregulation of blood sugar and cortisol. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, and I'm so glad that you brought up uh, this um, uh, you know, dietary approach of the ketogenic diet because, you know, it has really um, come forth. You know, everybody mm-hmm. and their dog is doing ketogenic. Now, you hear it on, you know, the celebrities Everywhere. are doing it. Uh, the cancer clinics are doing it. You know, metabolic syndrome, it's something that's occurring with that. And, you know, oh, yeah. even I've talked to someone that works primarily with vegetarians who, um, and, and all she does is deal with their health issues because they're not getting the, the nutrients that they need from meat. So I want right. to talk a little bit about, um, you know, a ketogenic diet and like what's like realistic? Is it like something that people can realistically do or is it like only eating beef? Can you give us a little bit of a, you know, a heads up on well, that it's gonna, whole it's gonna, ketogenic? It's going really to revolve around tasty recipes for vegetables and protein. 
lemon you make fruit. it simple. You make it simple. Matter of fact, I'm putting together a series of videos that are showing exactly how to make this stuff. Simple, simple, and it tastes good. So that's the misconception I think people like have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to make this simple, easy, and have all the ingredients on hand because you're going to steam a lot of things. You're going to saute things. You're going to bake them. You know what the key anything that's complex for someone with Parkinson like symptoms is too much. They're already tired. They're already overwhelmed by the Parkinson symptoms. And you know when you talk and about and um, Parkinson's and the function of the brain and you look at the ketogenic diet and what's really important also with the ketogenic diet is the importance of the healthy fats and you know how oh, the brain boy. functions, right? Absolutely right. You know, and if it's, if needs it's true the, that fat. the brain really <laughs> If it's true that the brain really is 70% fat, which it is true, what we need is real healthy fats. And so we're, we're looking at olive oil, we're looking at coconut oil, we're looking at, at really fresh fish oils. I'm really a fan of, of a, a wild-caught salmon. I have it mm -hmm. uh, two or three times a week myself. Mm -hmm. We want the fats to be real high quality. We know that it's, it's important for the brain. We know that every cell in your body has something called a phospholipid shell around it, and that's fat. And we want real quality uh, cell membranes, and we certainly want quality fats going into our brains. So yes, uh, I think it's hard to get enough of the quality fats, so I I'll, I'll invariably recommend some fish oils. Okay. Do you find that the um, people that you've worked with, do they have a hard time changing, you know, their whole perspective? You know, because when you look at ketogenics, sometimes you think, oh, wow, this goes against everything that what I've learned and what I've been taught. Right. So you have to start like thinking outside of the box and looking at old things with new eyes. You know, is it a hard transition um, for people? Well, it's not that hard because unbelievable. After, after, you know, my program is typically three to four months long, and it's challenging. But by the time they've been in the program for two to two and a half months, and there's, they're managing their symptoms and have most of their life back, I'm real credible to them. And uh, the, my questioning, because, of course, my training is psychology, I say, what do you want to experience while you're here in this life? Because now they have hope again. With Parkinson-like symptoms, they didn't have hope. The neurologist said you'll wind yourself, you'll wind down into a deep dark hole, sitting in a wheelchair, drooling on yourself. Well, that's not very encouraging. But now they're now they're already at eighty percent of their life back. And so when I start making these dietary changes, I because I'm meeting with them every week, I say do this this week, mm -hmm. and they do it. You know, another thing is that I really believe, you know, and uh, that I'm a huge advocate, and I'm really happy to hear you say that, you know, you work with them for three months, you know, and I, and I right. tell people too, listen, if you're going to do an exercise program, it doesn't matter what kind of program it is, commit to three months. The first month is like yeah. you're, you know, uh, you know, getting into the habit, right? You're shifting your right. thinking, you're making transitions, Right. You know, but you have sometimes it's important. Well, and the fact that you work with them every week, you know, you stay anchored. 
right? And you right, look right. forward to that kind of connection. So you're committed because misery loves company, right? So if you can, it's yep. like going back to school. At the beginning of school, after being on vacation for a couple of months, you don't want to go back. It's hard to get back into the habit. But after the first month, you're into the habit. After the next month, now you're starting to reap some of the benefits of the consistency. By the third right. month, like you are locked in and you're dialed in, you're experiencing probably the the best maximum results because you've given yourself a chance. Yes. I like the way you think about it. That's my experience as well. Yes. Is there any like... Um, I don't know. Everybody loves a good story. Can you share a couple of um, stories of people that maybe have come to you that, like, even surprised you? Well, I'll, I'll, I started one story, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that one. People from London, man 73 years old, and his face looked like he was made of wood. His voice was weak. He could hardly write. He had tremors on the right side of his body. And uh, his neurologist has said, your life is essentially over. Uh, enjoy what you can. So three and a half months later, his writing is, his, first of all, his smiling, his face is back. And his full expression in his face. His digestive disorder was gone. Uh, he was able to get up, move as if he didn't have Parkinson's. He laughed and smiled with his wife. And she came on, she said during one of our interviews, she came on and said, I fell in love with my husband again. And here, there he is laughing and smiling as he, as she says this on the video. I got my husband back. And this is the man who now is racing antique sports cars again. Mm -hmm. He is thrilled beyond thrilled. How long did he have those uh, those um, symptoms before he Seven met Seven years. Seven years. Seven That's years. a long time to deal with that. I could imagine he was pretty darn excited, and so was his wife. I'd be excited. Oh, thrilled. Just thrilled. And she was a delightful, happy woman. And mm -hmm. uh, this just they now have a future together. As opposed you, to, she's the caretaker for the rest of his life as he winds down into being incontinent and unable to move. Uh-uh, not anymore. He's back. Do you ever end up um, working at all with the person's caretaker or their loved one at all? Because, you know, I'm sure Parkinson's, Always. you know, you have to have the other person on board, right? Yes. You know, because... Always. I always work with the care caregiver. One thing, they are exhausted. They are having to do, they're having to, they typically have a job of their own. And now they have a husband or a wife who is largely an invalid and deteriorating right in front of them. And so mm -hmm. I'm always there to help support. support that person and help that person understand the program so they can get all of the supplements right. Right. Because if your hand is shaking, it's hard to figure out what pills are you going to take and how you're going to mix this and that and something else. Mm -hmm. So I always work with the caregiver. Mm -hmm. Invariably, it, they're involved. Right. 
And, and you know what? I, I really believe that, you know, caregivers sometimes carry a load greater than that of the patient. And many times uh, yep. uh, they are uh, the forgotten ones. And they also have yeah. to be reminded to fill up their own well, right? Um, so yep. that they can better take care of the person that they're caring for. And oftentimes that does not occur. So they end up becoming so, de so depleted and sometimes sick themselves. And it almost becomes a self-sacrificial thing, and they um, there's a guilt or or something, you know, yeah. uh, that I've experienced with them that you know feeling bad and you know that they have to always instead of you know set a healthy boundary and then also take time to fill up their own well um, as uh -huh. well. So I think those are also things that are important for that person you know, that's dealing with the person with Parkinson's. It's important to become educated about the Parkinson's, how the program and the protocol can be helpful to them. Um, but also, we have to be reminded, healer, heal thyself. And also, you know, eat healthy yeah. so that you can have the energy and your body doesn't um, break down. The, the, the dietary recommendations that I make for the for people with Parkinson-like symptoms, the caregiver is invited to go along to that party. Mm -hmm. You, you're going to be preparing it. You eat it too. It's great for you. Mm -hmm. And it is. Yeah. Yes, and you know, and, and so, I think when people realize that, you know, they're also making healthier choices for the right reason. You don't have to wait yeah. until, you know, you lose your health before you begin to take care of it. <laughs> Absolutely right. Right? Absolutely exactly. Right. Because you and I yeah. both know that health is everything, and without it, everything else is nothing. Right. Doctor, well, is there any other things that you think that are really important to share with our listeners? Yes. Open up your minds to there are lots of good things out there. There are Parkinson's. There are exercise programs for Parkinson's for people with Parkinson-like symptoms. There are a number of groups all over the world who are paying attention to movement. Now, they have part of the solution that is really helpful. Open up, open up to real dietary changes. And open up to things that help you control stress. We know that the adrenal glands are the organs in your body that are going to deal with stress. Oh, and they also produce dopamine, the neurotransmitter that is deficient in Parkinson people. And so it's important to find ways to keep your stress as low as possible. We what are things that you ago, recommend to your patients? Well, for one thing, stop taking themselves so seriously. I, okay. I, I'm a great advocate for be grateful because look at how your life is better now. You're one of the very few of the 62,000 people this year that got Parkinson's in the U.S. You're one of the very few that got the kind of help that your symptoms are pretty much under control and you got your life back. Be grateful and live your life from, from gratitude. And you know that really sticks with them because they got their life back. And they know the difference. 
Well, I think that once you've lost your health and you get it back, all of a sudden it has greater value than you can oh, kind think, of comprehend, right? I think you're spot on with that one. You know, you know however, sometimes people get after a while, they get like so like, you know, they forget, right? And then all of a sudden they fall uh, back off their wellness wagon. And, you know, sometimes well, have a real occurrence. If they fall off the amino acids that I give them, if they fall off the amino acids I give them, they get their symptoms back in three or four days. Mm-hmm. And this so is the key thing to do. We're very effectively managing. Uh, but, and people get on the program, they stay on it until they die. Well, this is, and this, this is, is really, the key, right? It's about a lifestyle yeah. change. It's not of a short-term oh, alteration of your eating habits until you get to your goal. Well, what I would right. classify the definition of a diet, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, you right. know, and then it gives you permission to have pie, right? Once you hit your goal, yeah. right? But yeah. um, it right. is. It truly is about a shift in our consciousness, um, being mindful. You know, looking at, like you said, you know, the things that you have control over, you know, being proactive, looking at a program, how how can you get to the root of what's causing the problem? So looking at the body from the cellular standpoint, the neurotransmitter, like what you said, the importance of protecting Mm -hmm. the cells, that fat layer and how those, you know, um, amino acids help facilitate that balance. And so, um, well, I think that... You've Would given you like our listeners good a, a good overview of, you know, things Would you like that another good story are, before the overview. Pardon me? Would you like another good story before Would you like another good story before the overview? I would love one more good story. 76-year-old woman, Sydney, Australia. And she couldn't drive. She just shook continuously. Uh, she had all the typical things all the way from constipation to incontinence to a lot of things and as we finished the program she decided to go to a a Parkinson's support group so she came in the door for this new group and the host said who are you the caregiver of because she showed no symptoms Mm -hmm. with a great smile as she related this story she said I have Parkinson's disease it's me And she said people all gathered around her to find out what she was doing, that she had no visible symptoms. Mm -hmm. She just laughed and laughed and laughed. She was just delighted. So let me give you an overview of what the program is like. First of all, we want a diagnosis from a a neurologist, someone who can say, yes, this is what it is. Then we're going to get permission and cooperation from the medical doctor to go off the prescription medication and to go on this amino acid program. Depending on how long they've been on prescription medication, they might experience a transition which is uncomfortable. If they've not been on a prescription medication, it's pretty straight and we're going to do it in a very short time, two months and they got it. So they're going, we're going to then start to, on a weekly basis, we're going to assess symptom improvements or symptoms stay the same. We're going to be looking for other kinds of issues like digestion issues. So week by week, we expect to see ups and downs until we start seeing just ups, where symptoms are better and better and better managed. Then in the final month of the program, we're going to be fine-tuning it 
so the person's getting the exact right amount of the serotonin and dopamine builders so that we have maximum symptom management. That takes, as I say, three and a half months. Mm -hmm. And it's not an easy program. But people at the end of the program say, it was worth all of it. It was absolutely worth it. I'm back. Well, you know what? There's a whole process that occurs in the fine-tuning of, you know, regulating those hormones. Yeah, right. It's sort of like in natural hormone replacement therapy, you know? Sometimes it's a process of adjusting, you know, certain things until you find Mm -hmm. the exact thing that works exactly for you, including sometimes, you know, even with blood pressure medications, you know, there's a fine tuning that has to like occur. And again, not everybody's body is exactly the same. So there's a process that occurs. I have a couple of people in mind, um, you know, when you were sharing just that whole process, you know, and I think that they would, it would be really helpful. So I am going to definitely pass on your um, contact information to them. So why don't you go ahead and give our listeners, you know, the uh, website on where they can learn a little bit more about your clinic, your approach, you know, how the program works. Parkinson's, Parkinson'sInternational.com. Okay. Well, uh, Doctor, um, I want to thank you so much for sharing some time with us here on the program at Health and Action Live Radio podcast and planting some seeds of possibilities for our listeners and um, possibly looking at a new approach um, and getting to a root so that they can effectively manage their Parkinson's-like symptoms. <laughs> you so, got it. You got it. That's it. All right. Again, thank you again yeah. so much for being a guest on our program. That's absolutely a delight. Thank All right. God bless your day. Okay. Bye for now. Well, excelento. We learned a little bit more about Parkinson's from the Parkinson's Clinic International with Dr. Ross Stewart here on Health in Action Live radio podcast, broadcasting every other Monday from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on bbsradio.com slash health in action live. Tune in, pass it on to your friends and family so that they can tune in too and uh, learn a couple of uh, golden nuggets to improve the health of their self or maybe that of someone you love. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye for now.